the richness of what our guest has to offer is so above and beyond that as we were doing part one, our first interview, without a doubt, I right away thought we got to continue this. So welcome to part two of the pre-Cosmic Code interview of the greatest sorcerer on the planet, channeler, psychic reader. We are here, everybody, with Frank White. Frank, first, I got to thank you because I have worked steadily with you for now near three years. At times, the ratio was every day. Now we're doing twice a week. The results are so above and beyond significant. And pause for a second, our dear listeners. This is coming from someone who spent 30 years researching, studying, teaching, self-help, spirituality, seduction. So it's certainly not stated lightly. This is the most significant advancement, progress, that I've ever witnessed in my own life. So I feel very grateful, and I'm pleased to bring to you part two of the interview with Frank White. I pass it to you, Frank. Thanks for making the time. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, and thank you very much for all those credentials. Uh, it's always uh, nice to hear that. I suck it up like it's oil, uh, obviously. <laughs> That's, uh, I'm doing fine. I'm doing great, uh, growing, learning, as we all do every day. Uh, constant evolution, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, just uh, a mild statement. I mean, uh, you, you know the details, you know what we've been working on, all the angle, whether it was the health of family members, uh, even matters that had a legal uh, side or pure seduction or advancement in Hollywood, encountering celebrities and so on. So absolutely surreal. So... Frank, we have been working for so much time together now. For those who are completely new, what is the first thing they can do to open their mind to the realization that of our own, we're only going to go that far. If we approach the world from a world perspective, at best we'll end up like those people who are Sure, successful, but there's always a minus, frustration with other people, uh, worries about money or this or that. So how can one who has not taken the step yet first understand and then benefit from working with spirit with the beyond? Well, let me uh, go back to what I said in the first part of the interview which was that I truly believe that people or the world is in a spiritual crisis more than anything else. And when, I, when we speak of something spiritual, it's really um, not necessarily something mystical, although that could be part of it, but it's anything that is not non-physical, right? The majority of our experience happens in the mind. Yes, we operate in a physical world, but uh, the human being is first and foremost a mental being. So, the spirituality or practical spirituality and witchcraft is just the technology that connects the mental realm, the world of energy, and the physical world. All the techniques that we learn, and I have a very traditional background when it comes to, to magic, uh, 
ceremonial magic yeah, specific, uh, specifically. Um, all the technologies or all the rituals and the techniques learned are an ancient technology to facilitate the manifestation of thoughts into the physical. It's really when we create a ritual, we summon up thought forms. We focus on an image that represents the outcome that we want. And then we use different um, implements, tools, instances to push energy into the outcome to increase its probability or likelihood of, of, of coming into actual physical manifestation. And that is really the essence of what witchcraft is. It is just a technology that um, connects the world of, of ideas, the world of thoughts with the world of emotions and the world of physical matter. So I don't see any of those really as different, I mean, separate. There are, they, they are slightly different in a sense where that, that realms of thought and emotions are more subtle, but sooner or later they have an effect on the physical world, right? So <clears throat> these other realms are inhabited with intelligences, okay? It's, it's, yes, we have physical evolution or physical beings that evolve, uh, you know, animals, humans, plants, anything, bacteria, right? That's, that's all evolving, but, you know, at the same time, simultaneously, we have beings that don't even have a physical body evolve in, in, in higher realms, you could say, or in, in, in other dimensions, and they evolve uh, as well, okay? So a lot of them don't need a physical body and, and, or don't want a physical body, and they have less restrictions, but we already know that all of those realms are connected, you see. So what the magician that works with entities uh, does is really he contacts an entity that knows more, is more powerful, really knows the ins and outs of the spirit world and has a lot of power behind it so that he can learn, so that he can also transcend this physical plane, so that, he can all, that, that, that the spirit can make certain things happen for him. You know, so it's non-physical, non-linear influence, and that goes pretty far. And it's um, crazy. So whatever people might have heard in terms of, um, you know, stories about witchcraft, manifestation of demons, spirits, angels, and uh, what can be done with that, every everything of that is probably real and true, and. Uh, I mean, most of it I've, I've seen myself, done myself, you know. So it is my belief, truly my belief, that spiritual, practical spirituality, witchcraft, should be applied in some way or another by everybody. But, obviously, you know, I, I speak from a certain perspective, obviously. However, most people are not ready for that, you know. And I had to realize that myself. And it's not to, to say, oh, you know, oh, I'm so special, you know, most people are not ready for it, and, you know, I'm one of the chosen few and shit like that. No, what I'm saying is that the being has to be evolved to a point where it realizes that there is more, there's a connection, you know. You know, a lot of people are young consciousness, so they don't get it. You know, they don't understand that there's a connection between how they think, how they feel, and what happens to them in the outside world. It's really like everything just happens to them. They don't even get it, you know. It's really funny if you think about it, but that's, that's the state of consciousness and state of awareness that are, the majority of, of the world is in still, you know. 
Um, but through trial and error, through evolution, through experience, people usually at one point realize that it's as within, so without. And some people don't, and they need a couple more lifetimes to get to that point. So that's my answer. Do you feel, Franco, so on the other hand, there is the polarity of an idea whose time has come because I have also witnessed and noticed an openness to the spiritual approach, uh, awareness of the need for it. That's also more significant than, than ever so far. You know, if I go back to 15, 20 years ago, introducing the idea of doing a magic seemed very out there. And now I know that we have a lot of mutual clients that are in their early 20s and uh, they, they eat it like candy, so to speak. I mean, they just like are crazy for your work and uh, more receptive than uh, we had priorly witnessed. So I, I think in one of our prior conversations, we also mentioned that there is evolution at a cultural standpoint that it's really reaching a place of uh, it's simmered and now there's a, an acceleration where more people are more receptive and inclined or maybe I'm completely off with that but I, I kind of really sense that. What's your take on, uh, on, on the spiritual community has often talked that we were reaching that new age of higher levels of consciousness. So I'm curious, your take on it. Okay, my take on that, uh, very good question, first and foremost. And yes, that observation is, is correct, but only for those who are ready for it and, 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 or who are willing to embrace it, you know. Um, in occult terminology, what we're speaking of right here is something called an aeon, and that's what they're, what they're called. There are phases or certain... Um, eras in, in, uh, in, in, in time, you know, of course they have connections to certain astrological alignments and whatnot. And these astrological alignments affect the vibration of our, of our planet. So, and the vibration of our planet affects the consciousness of the people living on it, right? So, yes, in that sense, we're living in a, in a, in a new way on, you know, a lot of people have heard of 2012 that, that actually was a shift. And, <clears throat> By the way, just as a side note, all of that is uh, encoded in the mathematical plan of the Pyramid of Giza. By the way, which is also um, a blueprint for the tablets of the uh, of Enochian magic. For the, if, I don't know if there are any listeners who who will know what I'm talking about here, but the point is this: this is nothing new, and there are many uh, eons to come, and there have been many eons uh, in the past. Now. Here's why I don't believe that there will be a, a collective awakening or a, a global awakening. It's because of what I said before, there's, there's this, a lot of young consciousness here, and there's consciousness that is a little bit older. So, as you said, it is true that more people are receptive to it, more people are open to it, but those are usually people that are just ready for it, you know. And the numbers grow because it's easier. The numbers grow because the vibrations of the planet have indeed changed and shifted. But the majority, I don't think, is there. The majority isn't there. It's, it's a golden age in a sense where there, there's free information flow, but 
the real game is not about planet Earth, you see, the re- uh, at least in my opinion. The real game is about what you do on planet Earth so that you can take that awareness and, and, and uh, you know, uh, understanding with you into different realms after your physical vessel is, is not necessary anymore. So it's uh, for those who, who are interested in this, for those who, who seek out this knowledge, yeah, it's right there, you know. So just a Google search away, you know. You can you can speak to people like me who have dedicated their lives to, and 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 went to like into like South America, Africa, like all over the fucking planet to find wisdom like this. I've dedicated my life to this for you know more than twenty years now. So yes, it's very easy to 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 find information like that. But just like a book. You can buy it, but if you don't read it, if you don't study it, if you don't, ah. take notes, you don't really try to apply it, it's just uh, going to stand there in your shelf, you know. So. Yeah, you got to do your part. It's always, always the same thing. Now, Frank, one of the infinite things that I most love about your work, working with you and working it, was that very early on in life, like many, I'm assuming, I'm not everybody, but, you know, the question lingers of, sure, we're busy every day, but we also know that there's more to life than what we know. And in my initial quest of venturing further in the spiritual world, first I carried a lot of my misconceptions, my own imprint. Any of the spiritual discipline that I approached initially, they were rather promising. I remember... In my early 20s, I was in music school in Boston, and suddenly on my door, I find this little pamphlet. There was a butterfly, a butterfly, one of the most beautiful suns rise in the back, and the promise was freedom. It was a little Christian pamphlet, which within weeks, I don't think I ever found myself more puzzled or restricted than ever before. Any inclination that I had, I loved tattoos and so on, suddenly became a taboo. There was so much judgment that, of course, it turned me off, slammed the door, and went in an opposite direction. Now, to my surprise and delight, years down the road, uh, I start working with you, and it's unlike anything I've ever witnessed before, even those practices that seem the most open-minded, and that's the good news for everybody, it has only enhanced this, not been that sense of, I got to do less than this. It makes more sense. It's more organic. It's enhanced. And I love the surprise and delight of uh, um, how sometimes spirit will point in a direction that I would not have seen before. And it's actually even more fresh or more cool or wilder than what I would have conceived of myself. So there's a lot of spaciousness. I can, I can imagine like a guy is business money oriented, suddenly, okay, I know the drill. I'm going to be more spiritual and it's, it's, it's going to kind of shrink my, my vision. That's the opposite. It's an enhancement, you know. Uh, I've got guided to suddenly get two more piercings. Okay, I'm not sure. I get my two piercings. I get so much more positive attention in a way that matters to me for my seduction. So uh, what, what is the difference and how is it that there's that spaciousness and how can one 
liberate themselves from the preconceived, you know, the dogmas, the, the prior attempt to, to connect with spirituality and also know that here what you present, uh, at least my experience, but I witness it from everybody around that's working with you, uh, it's, it's a phenomenal enhancement, more spaciousness, more creativity, uh, life more abundantly, you know, the, the, the true promise of you can have life more abundantly. So that's been my experience, and I'm, I'm excited because I know that everybody knows that, yes, there is more than what I'm doing every day, but your prior experiences of venturing may not have found you, like, better off in every possible way, and in working with you, it's constant better off in every possible way. Okay, there are a couple parts to, to my answer here where, in a way, I can understand why people would have that assumption that spirituality has to be removed from the quote-unquote, you know, real world, because that's, that's the examples that are given. Also, religion is um, not accessible right away. It's not accessible right away, or rather, the connection between religion and, and let's say, worldly pleasures is not necessarily uh, accessible right away. And let me, let me explain that more. See, a lot of people, um, you know, uh, pride themselves in, 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 you know, taking on a scientific worldview, which is great, which is great, you know. Um, and uh, with that, they just throw the baby out with the bathwater. So any scripture, anything spiritual, anything having to do with, with something transcendent is just irrelevant. Um, that's not the right approach in my opinion because – See, the scriptures speak in metaphors, but what they teach, let's say the Bible, which is what we all know probably, is, um, is very valid, you know, and it's being proven by, by uh, modern science these days. You know, let's say the, 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 you know, Genesis, the story of creation, where it's spoken of the light. You know, you can really literally take each of those uh, psalms and, uh, and, and, and match them up with uh, the, the, the big bang and you will find actually how, how these descriptions match. And obviously, you know, of course the Bible is not like the Bible is not the original document, meaning they, they took from other scriptures in order to compile this new book of, of, of this new religion. So what is going on in the physical world and physical existence? It's really a battle between forces of creation, forces of destruction. And in this interplay, you know, some people call it dark matter and dark energy. You know, that's a, those are relatively new cosmological concepts, but they actually explain how the universe came to be and how light was a result of that creation, you know, or a light, a light was, a, you know, these forces coming into being necessitates an energy explosion, which is the Big Bang and with that, all of the physical universe, which is only 4% of what exists. And everything beyond that is dark energy and dark matter, meaning we can't directly measure it or see it, but we can see its effects, you see. So dark energy is the force of gravity, which allows matter to compile together and create something like stars and galaxies and planets. And dark energy pulls it, a, a, pulls it apart, okay? So in this interplay, between yin and yang, between forces of creation, forces of destruction, life exists and evolution exists, okay? So coming back to 
spirituality and witchcraft, these forces of creation, meaning dark energy, uh, are, you know, what could be considered angelic beings. They are beings that create. They, they are creative, meaning that they conserve, they bring together, okay? And that manifests itself on multiple different levels, okay? Physically, it would literally be like the force of gravity, which brings things together, but at a higher level, it is a principle of things like love, uh, harmony, beauty, aesthetics, right? These are angelic traits. Then we get demonic forces. Those are the, the, the dark energy which pulls things apart, which rips existence apart, not just physically, but also the principle applies also spiritually and emotionally. Now, there is indeed a, a battle between good and evil, between light and dark in this world, you know, in, in, this, uh, in this physical dimension that we inhabit temporarily. But it is not a matter of, of necessarily just aligning oneself with one side. It's not, it's not good to totally be focused on the light and transcendence and, 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 and you know, trying to escape this world, which is what a lot of people tend to do once they get into spirituality. But we also need the, you know, we need to be grounded here, which, which comes back to, let's say, quote-unquote, demonic forces. Now, you can't, um, how should I put it, you, you can't lose your balance in it, but I think you should work with both, or at least consider working with both, but not in order to harm people necessarily, even though that might be part of it, but it's, it's all about growth. It's about personal growth. And you know, I don't know, you have a, have a background in psychology, and uh, you, you, you know that it is very important to integrate the shadow. It is only possible to, to, to become an adult when you know that or when you, when you can integrate your impulses, your, your, your more destructive side, okay? And that's really what it is about. And, and it's not just on a psychological level, but also on a spiritual level. That's really what it is about, becoming a mature spiritual being and then transcending that. I know I'm, I'm going a little bit of course here, but when I'm, let's bring it back to the actual question that you had. I know some people... Could, could, could see spirituality as something that is totally um, incompatible with, with business success, with making money or, you know, getting girls or whatever. But in reality, everything is spiritual, you know. Everything is spiritual. Everything is part of a big spiritual game. And let me tell you, if you're truly a spiritual person, tying your shoes can be turned into a spiritual exercise and a meditation because the mind is part of it. And as soon as the mind is part of it, it is non-physical. So I see people just don't understand what, what terms they use or how they use their words and how that affects their worldview. So anything, anything spiritual is just anything non-physical. You know, everything does not – ideas, that's spiritual. The concepts in your business networking event, that's spiritual matter, you know. And it's about you to bring it into the physical world, and the same applies to everything else. So – it, it, it really makes no sense. I know people have this image in their mind that, oh, I'm spiritual now. I'm not a, I'm, I'm a, you know, I got blue balls because I can't, like, I can't fuck anybody anymore. I, you know, I got to abstain from, from certain foods. Yeah, let me tell you, there are spirit, spiritual schools where this is an important part, you know, to have orgies and to, to, to drink wine and fucking 
eat as much as you can, whatever, you know. The point is this. Um, anything spiritual has to be, has to be, I mean, no, no. Walking through the terror of this world, okay? You got to be, if you're a truly, truly spiritual person, you got to be able to walk through the most horrible conditions on the, in this world and still be able to see the spiritual beauty in it. And I think that's the task. And uh, if people try to do that, they could be, I don't know, a stockbroker and make that a spiritual exercise. I think that's possible. I truly think that is possible. Frank, it's of a richness. So many doors are being opened. Uh, for me, in working with you, you encourage me so often to not only, you know, there's that tendency to buy into the model of the world, the promise of one day you'll have everything in place at a practical level. Most who don't really connect with spirit, uh, they think that, okay, we're through, through the job, the, the eventually getting all the gadgets, there will be that moment in time when everything's going to be in place and it's going to be in place if one day they don't really feel good. They fear all the lower energy feelings. Uh, the slightest little thing that happened, it's like, oh, it's bad. A bad thing happened. A good thing happened. At a spiritual level, there's a tendency of good condemning evil, evil scaring good. And in the journey of working with you, I've reached a place where I realize it's kind of foolish first to to operate away from that uh, darker place and hopefully into the good place and to also view them as conflicting, but more as, as a dynamic, as simple as a battery of a car needs the positive and the negative, and then from that something evolves. So um, it, it's been very, very helpful. The other thing that I wanted to uh, share with our listeners is the idea, it took me a while to get it, even with a truly open mind. And once I get it, I see it and how it's going to benefit all the guys that come to me for pickup and seduction or all life matters. You often remind me that um, while at first we're concerned about a distress or we have a desire and we obsess, when it's not so much at that level, it's more about at the level of an internal alignment. And through time, I understood from working with you to come back to first check in, align internally, and witness how things come in place outside. So you say it 100,000 times better than I'm trying to voice it right now. But you know, the idea of coming back to align first, and then the rest will follow versus try to work it in the world and hope that a solution will come. If I'm correct, because I'm, I'm, I'm here, you know, as a, as a student of yours. Yeah, well, well thank you. Um, you know, when we look at, at Taoism, you know, or what, uh, you know, yeah, what, what Taoism entails is that, and Stoicism to a lot of extent as well, um, is we got to believe that Everything happens, it, even if it's not happening for a reason, it is happening as part of some greater machine, you could say, right? I mean, that's pretty easy to say. Like, I'm, I'm an organism, 
I'm compiled of billions of cells, right? Now, I am part of a, a city, I'm part of a country, I'm part of a, a continent, and this all, all of it is part of a biosphere of this planet, and the planet is part of, of you know, greater systems, obviously, right? So I think this is a very smart approach to understand that everything, no matter what it is, is happening as part of some sort of machinery that we can't over, oversee completely right now, Okay. Now, we have an idea that it's very big, but, uh, you know, it's just the, 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 the complete and full knowledge of everything that's going on is just not accessible right now, okay? And I think at that point it becomes very, very clear and evident how foolish it is to try to, to control the situation because you have no way of saying or no way of, of, of telling how many factors are playing into that thing right now. Uh, I mean, I think that makes sense, right? So I think a lot of the pressure Ooh. and the, the conflict that people deal with on a daily basis just trying to control what is essentially uncontrollable. So as you let go and try to find balance, and as soon as you find balance within, you will be in balance and in harmony with the universe, you will see that most things will fall into place. It's really phenomenal. It's really crazy because all the tension that you hold within yourself trying to control what's going on around you is actually preventing you from finding the axis that moves yourself, the planet, the universe, and beyond. It is all one thing. Now, understanding that gives you not just peace and, and, and a sense of inner like, harmony, Understand that at that point, you can also use the lever of the entire system on your behalf, right? So it is really about, and, you know, this is something that we have in our culture. Um, it's really prevalent that we have to control. We have to control things. We have to control things, control, control, control. But the best approach oftentimes is not to try to control but to find your center and to find the, the balance and at that point understanding that everything is connected to everything else you have found not just your center but the center of this machine the, the, the world the, the, the galaxy whatever the greater spiritual machine and then you will see that all the even if there are conscious attempts against you conscious attacks against you will be futile because how could you, you know, they, they put it like this, how could you fight the ocean, you know? Like I forgot who, that, who said that, but it's a quote by some, I think some, some philosopher or something like that. How could, you, how could you attack the ocean? You can't fight the ocean. You can't battle the wind. You can't, you know? And, and that's really what, what is behind that. Become something greater than just a person, you have to align yourself with forces that are greater. Now, and when we speak of spirits and God forms, those are just personifications and masks put upon forces of nature so that we can deal with them easier because our human brain needs these, these interfaces to, to, to interact with them. So we impose human traits onto them that aren't really real, you know, but apparently we need that anthropomorphically. But it's, it's not really like that. Thor doesn't have a human personality. 
Okay, it's a force of nature. Um, any 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 of those entities, any of those god forms that you might want to work with, and Thor is probably not the best example since he's been used in, in Marvel movies, right? So people already probably have subconsciously like associated <laughs> some some, <laughs> some uh, six foot eight uh, muscled guy with this. With this. Yeah, and especially in that new Avenger one, at some point they go find him and he's kind of down, so he started yeah. drinking and <laughs> right, he has yeah. a beer belly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. But we, no, we forget no. that. We, 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 we forget that we are not dealing with humans. So there's no shortcoming. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's really it. You know, it's just like uh, it's finding the balance within and then acting from that, you know, because at that point you are using the lever of the entire system against whatever attack might come at you. That's not an attack anymore. That's like an ant running against a, a, a mountain. It's nothing. And, you know, I really want people to get the, the, the power of this, of, this, of this mindset and that idea, you see. And guaranteed it will have physical effects on your life if you, if, you, if you take that on. So Now, how do you do that practically, right? Because that's what I left out here. Yeah, it's an interesting concept, but meditation is going to get you there. Meditation is going to allow yourself to get rid of your expectations in the moment. It's going to allow yourself to get rid of your tensions in the moment, which are reactions to something that you're expecting that is not happening, okay? Now, this is really the key. This is really the key. Just letting go, just letting go and aligning yourself with something that is greater and then acting from that. And oftentimes, just letting go will give you the answer how to deal with the situation, you know? What did Einstein say? He said that you can't solve the problem from the same level of consciousness that it was created at, right? So... Mm. what you need to do is when you're facing with a problem that you're facing in, let's say, two dimensions or three dimensions, you just need to let go and expand yourself. And then you see it from a totally different level, from different angles, and you can connect the dots. And that's really what we do in meditation and spiritual exercises. We use our consciousness to, to transcend time and space. Yeah. Now, for anyone who hasn't meditated yet, this might sound really like, what? what is he talking about? You transcend time and space with your mind, with your consciousness. But anyone who has meditated, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, um, yeah, that's really it. Which, and Frank, I, like I may say, so, uh, go for it. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah no problem. Uh, no, no. So, I like this interview. That's what I was saying. I may save this question because I also want to do a um, video interview with you in preparation to the Cosmic Code Convention. Um, so can't wait to have the experience of the Cosmic Code Convention. Everybody, you find uh, a link to the official site of the Cosmic Code Convention, also known as C3, 12 world-class legendary experts in all possible direction from uh, meditation to business to fitness to seduction to fashion, all direction. It's a very elite experience. So you know, if you're curious enough to click on the link, then that might be for you. Uh, 
we are keeping it to only 30 participants and we're almost there. So this is an event that is guaranteed to shortly be announced as being sold out. <coughs> Regardless, in preparation, we're going to do a series of also video interviews. I want to do one more with Frank and maybe we'll keep the question pending until then because we also, I want to do my session with you today. I know we're scheduled for it. Um, one, one thing that you bring to the plate is, which is absolutely surreal, is I've had decades as a hypnotist in ninth was voted best hypnotist in America, and yet all your guided meditations or processes that you guide, Frank, you have made me even more fully aware of doing them from a way that presupposes that they're already happening. You bring an ease into it, whereas other people may line up like three layers of suggestion, but there's the awareness that you don't need that much to be there. So, but perhaps we'll save this for the video interview. I know, Frank, that you are so highly in demand that I don't even know if I should say uh, that you mention a site or your YouTube or something because this is the kind of work that uh, you got to go and you got to seek it. I feel very privileged that I got the chance to work with you on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. I, I know there's well, like prerequisites to be able to work with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have, uh, I have really two main uh, programs, you could say. I have uh, something called Magic Mastery, which basically teaches you um, like the basis of magic, but also urge people to get into my meditation program before that, which is the unbound of mind. Because anything that you do with magic requires that you're able to alter your state of consciousness at will. And that's, you know, those are big words, but it's easy to learn uh, if you got the right guidance, okay? And that's what I provide. And uh, both of those you can find on grailoftheserpent.com, grailoftheserpent.com, and theunboundedmind.com, theunboundedmind.com. I also got uh, email lists, so, I mean, if you, if you want some free information you can get at that too i mean you, you get i got an ebook that teaches you for free how to, how to open your uh, third eye now don't expect that you download this ebook and your your spiritual site is open already okay you got to do the exercises <laughs> obviously right but it is legit information now um i have like a process where uh, anybody who, who wants to really study with me and all that, I, I, I need to do an onboarding call with them because, see, this specific stuff here, this specific uh, spirituality and magic and all of that is such a personal thing. It's really like, like some intimate transfer of, of energy, and you, don't, just don't want, you don't want to do that with everybody. Right? You don't want to just exchange that type of knowledge and energy with just everybody. You know? So, I, I make sure that the people that I get along with, the, the people that I get along with, join others. Um, I send over to my competition because I want my competition to suffer. <laughs> I'm, I'm just <laughs> okay. Uh, <clears throat> no, really, that's it. That those are the programs, and uh, well, people can check it out. Yeah, sure. 
No yeah, what, what we're going to do, Frank, if you don't mind, to quickly um, uh, message me the links. I will get the links that Frank just mentioned, and they will be included in the description of this recording to simplify, and you can click on them as well as the link that will lead you to the details for the Cosmic Code. And uh, as you said, a person has to do their part. So perhaps in the upcoming video interview that will also be found on YouTube, we are going to uh, maybe have you expand a little bit on that idea because uh, for me, I, I've noticed a big difference if I, I, I follow all the guidance that I receive and also make sure that I, I keep my, my body, my affairs in place. It, the impact is even greater. So Frank, I thank you so much. Uh, this has been the greatest revolution and revelation uh, in more recent times for me that has stopped any and everything else I had come across before, which has taken my own teaching to a whole new level, and I cannot wait for all of us to gather again for the Cosmic Code. And I'm also very eager now, uh, side note, but uh, – I've got to wrap up the interview because I have a session and I have a session with my favorite practitioner on the planet, who is Frank White. So I'll meet you in Thank just you. a moment yes. for my session. I need my session, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah, no Thank you again and thank you guys for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you, thank Frank. You. Bye-bye.